0: Multiple people in my family, including my father, are veterans. Troops that have been to war and now they're back. and Think and be grateful for their service. Sacrifice, love for their country, just unselfishness. All that they do for us. There are some people in this country who take extraordinary steps to provide for the freedom and security. We forget that those people exist. We know them as the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and Coast Guard. They call themselves soldiers. SEALS, RANGERS, AIRMEN, SAILORS, DEVIL DOGS, AND SO MUCH MORE. WE CALL THEM FATHERS, BROTHERS, SONS AND HUSBANDS, MOTHERS, DAUGHTERS, SISTERS AND WIVES. WE CALL THEM FRIEND AND NEIGHBOR. THESE VETERANS ANSWERED THE CALL. NOW WE ANSWER THEIRS. THEY ARE THE BEST OUR COUNTRY HAS TO OFFER AND WE LOVE THEM. Today, we honor them, and we serve them. David Malsby is your host, and he welcomes you to this community of veterans, as together we are building the Road to Hope.
1: Well, the good news, by the way, happy Sunday, everybody. Yeah. Those listening live on the KPRC 950 in the Houston area, or... Streaming live through the uh, www thingy mm-hmm. uh, at iHeartRadio. That's what it's called, right? Yep. On the line. And if you're not listening live? Okay. It's all right. No problem. We got you covered. Free podcast through wherever you get your podcast.
0: You got to think those numbers are going to go up with all the self quarantine.
1: You know, I'm surprised they haven't shut radio down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Corona
0: spreads through radio waves.
1: Yes, exactly. I'm surprised. Uh and they're shutting everything down. It's earth Wow. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the good news though, <laughs> I walk into the studio and someone has graciously provided some disinfecting wipes. Yeah. There's a big, big container of them in here. But Ironically, you don't want to touch. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, the problem yeah. is getting into the container yeah. of the wipes. Well, I looked at this. The, no one's. Yeah, the screen on the microphone. Mm hmm. <laughs> Didn't think of that. It's funny you say that because <laughs> I'm not real sure. Rudy, yeah, because you're spitting juice all over. Them. I
2: am, and and the basketball player who plays for the uh, the Jazz, uh, what's his name, Rudy Gobert, he <laughs> actually made a coronavirus yeah. joke at a press conference, touched all the microphones, and now he has it. He's the one that's got it. Yeah, he's the one who shut the NBA shut the down. the NBA
1: down, and now all professional sports, all of Georgia.
2: them, they're all it's all done.
0: Mass hysteria. Once has, that first has... domino falls, it's easy to just uh, oh, knock yeah.
1: them off. Ramon, did did uh, did Zach share any of his with you today?
0: Not yet. He always
1: gets it after the show. Yeah, afterwards. I, um, I can't do it
2: i bought. I brought a fresh bag just to open up to
1: share with you. Appreciate him. you. Anyway, we want to say thank you to those who and, and I guess as important time as any to support local businesses, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Heard that. So many folks losing uh, their source of income. And a lot of companies don't have a lot of Deep pockets and money just sitting around, and so support your local businesses, such as our great friends at Jimmy Chongas. It's a good way to just kind of chill out, just get some queso. Got to get the queso and enjoy, and that'll help everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And science proves that
1: it does. Uh, Jimmy Chongas queso cures lots and <laughs> lots of diseases lots of ills let's say it that ills. way lots of ills the itis jimmy changas fresh makes fun a cory diamond and design great people it's uh we're into the full-blown engagement and wedding season oh my and goodness. time to do something special you not know, something that's not just off the shelf at the local mall check out our friends billy and connie stagner a cory diamond and design Down. friends with that's acori Akori, uh, diamonds and design and it's a great time to clean. So there's spring cleaning and then there's coronavirus cleaning.
2: Yeah, there's different
1: kinds of Oopsteam.com. Just go ahead and call them. And uh, you can probably do, I bet you can do DoorDash or something. Oh, yeah. And no doubt. order in the Maybe. Jimmy Changas. You probably could. You can. You can have Jimmy Changas while Oopsteam See. is cleaning up.
2: It's perfect. You this can eat you... and clean without even leaving the house mm. or getting off your couch.
1: Well, they may shut. I mean, they're shut. <laughs> all of Houston basically is shut down. So yeah. who knows? We may all it's be true. quarantined into our homes. I guess that's why everybody's buying all that toilet paper. I haven't that's figured ridiculous. that out. I don't, Are they I, just afraid they this can't doesn't, get out of the house it. at some point? I mean, Anyhow. <laughs> gotta keep your although, you know, I, I laugh clean. about it. And then I think I've got 70 people living on a yeah. campus that... Well, uh, yeah, we we were that's, having lots of meetings. <laughs> <Just> with, <laughs> and uh, they're the very point. close quarters. What, what do we do if this uh, happens? What do we do if that I gotta happens? Think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, got to figure that out. It has been a fun week around campus. Yes, <laughs> anyway, that's we, one word. Appreciate, yeah. I yeah. uh, appreciate our sponsors. Um, let's see. Lots and lots of news, but let's get to um, some really cool news. We, we, um, we talked about Fort Bend County on the show yes I don't know three or four weeks ago uh, three weeks ago now I guess we opened up the, the Katie group Katie That's right.
2: group y- yesterday or this past Wednesday was uh the f- was the third the third meeting of the Katie group Katie Warrior group
1: okay so check this out Ramon so just launched it right mm-hmm. um, first group really I think from our organization ever on the west side. It is.
2: We've never had anything out there before.
1: Yeah. So first group out there that took place in Katy. Uh, after the first two weeks, uh, we brought in a guy. Yes, we did. Uh, to Camp Hope as a resident.
0: Mm-hmm. Which
1: when I heard that, I was like, man, that's that's fantastic. Uh, that's amazing. And one of the reasons we're we're doing this. I don't know what we're going to call it because I don't want to offend other people outside of Houston. But Houston's our home base, right? So mm-hmm. this, this is where we live. This is where the bulk of our staff lives. Uh, we Owning it sounds so wrong, but I don't know how to say it. When I say I want to own Houston, I don't mean it in a yeah. way. Like we're the only not guys her, in town. Not, not That's possess a it. We That's just not, want yeah, but to strengthen. What we do want is for there not to be a veteran, family member veteran, to not be aware that we're here,
0: mm-hmm. that so, we exist.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. But we're really pushing hard on getting the word out. And regardless of what part of Houston you're in, yeah, of course, we're working. And and now we've got groups, I think, every night of the week except Friday.
2: We do. We have, yes, we do.
1: Anyway, I don't know all those, but I do know it's a great launch. And we're starting this week with, um, with uh, Fort Bend County. That's right,
2: Missouri City. Missouri First City. United Methodist Church of Missouri City.
1: That's on Tuesday. Tuesday this Tuesday. Tuesday. So very cool. So go to the website, PTSDUSA.org. You can find out where all our groups are, not only in the Houston area, but across the country. We're out in Abilene. Abilene. Great green going on out there, down in Rockport, all over. Corpus, moving into Corpus. Good things happening. All over. This is Road to Hope, and we will be back with more of Road to Hope in just a moment.
0: I Welcome
1: back to Road to Hope. Glad to have you along with us. Ask you if you would on your social media. Ramon's like, well, he's the king of dings, so there's that. But uh, anytime you you post something on Twitter, man, everybody just chimes in.
0: I appreciate that. Sometimes good, sometimes bad.
1: (laughs) Well, those of you who are on social media, whichever social media platforms you have, we would really appreciate you following us, liking us, whatever it happens to be. I don't know all those terms. Share the podcast. Share share the podcast. Share uh, PTSD Foundation of America and our work. It's free. I mean, you know, to hit share, retweet, whatever. Zachary, you have to turn your microphone off when you're doing that. What did I do? You're chewing your chaw, and I'm tired of hearing it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's how you get corona. It is. (laughs)
1: That's exactly right. Uh, Anyway, if you would, share us, uh, retweet us, those kinds of things. If you listen to the podcast, Share it. Um, I guess it also does good to go on. You can always go on and rate those things too, mm-hmm. right? So doing that, those kind of things are helpful as long as you rate us nicely. I don't see why you go out of your way to rate somebody bad. Just be nice. <sighs> there you go. Be nice. Ramon plays great music. So he does. There you go. It's yeah. absolutely free. Right. Be it's nice. It's all good. yeah it costs yeah. nothing. Right. But it's free and it helps us get the word out and uh, might connect us with someone who needs us. Yep. So we would greatly appreciate it. All right. Um, some tough News this week. Uh, This story, March 10, Stars and Stripes, Chad Garland. Marine Special Operations Captain and Gunnery Sergeant were both killed Sunday during a joint U.S.-Iraq raid to destroy an Islamic State hideout in a mountainous area in northern Iraq, the military said Tuesday. Gunnery Sergeant San Diego Excuse me, I could read. Gunnery Sergeant mm-hmm. Diego de Pongo of Simi Valley, California. Captain Moises A. Navas of Germantown, Maryland. Both 34. Hmm. How old are you, Ramon?
0: 42. Yep.
1: These guys aren't going to get there. Both 34, both with the 2nd Marine Raider Battalion out of Camp Lejeune, were identified in a Pentagon statement as two Americans killed by enemy forces. The pair were supporting Iraqi security forces during the operation. The U.S.-led combined joint task force Operation Inherent Resolve, said in a statement earlier in the week, Pongo, who joined the Marines in 2004 and served eight years with the elite Marine Raiders, is survived by his daughter and his mother. Marine Forces Special Operations Command said in a statement, Colonel John Lynch said they were intelligent, courageous, and loyal. They were dedicated leaders, true professionals in their craft, willing to go above and beyond for the mission and their team. Hmm. They were also family men, adoring husbands and fathers. Navas, who previously served as an enlisted Marine, after joining in 2004, earned his commission through an enlisted officer program in 2010 and survived as an infantry officer before becoming a raider in 2016. He is survived by his wife, daughter, and three sons. Mm. So while, uh, while we all throw fits about our lattes,
0: mm.
1: there's that. Now this story... Uh, at the time of this show, we didn't have the name, so uh, the story also uh, published this week Stars and Stripes. Uh, three coalition troops, two Americans and a Briton, were killed Wednesday when nearly 20 107 millimeter Katusha rockets struck Camp Taji north of Baghdad, where U.S. and other coalition troops are based. They will be remembered, Marine Corps General Kenneth F. McKenzie Jr., head of CENTCOM, told the Senate Armed Services Committee on Thursday. The U.K. Ministry of Defense confirmed a service member from the Royal Army Medical Corps was killed. Family had been notified but requested privacy. Last night's attack on U.K. and coalition personnel was a cowardly and retrograde act, said British Defense Secretary Ben Wallace. The people that did this are not friends of Iraq. So in the past, uh, the past seven days, there's uh, three more Americans killed in Iraq, and uh, another Brit. So you had a bad week, okay? <laughs> yeah, you didn't get that news. <laughs> reminder: while we are fussing and fighting over politics. And all that nonsense, there are men and women in uniform in harm's way. So you and I can argue about traffic. And should the mayor have closed down the rodeo? Yeah. Which is a fair discussion. But. It is. Just saying. But is but is it at the top of our discussion priority list. W- well, the problem is. Okay, so last I saw – let's just talk about this for a second. So last I saw, there were – we had eclipsed 1,000 cases in the United States mm-hmm. of coronavirus. Yeah. I believe that was the number I saw. I do know the sum number I saw, and this was Thursday or so, but you know, we're – how many months into this? Um, 36 deaths, American deaths, to coronavirus. Yeah. And, and again, people- this is over – weeks months yeah which for every one of those family members it's awful news There, there's no trying to diminish that just saying well, let's see we've signed a 8.3 billion dollar bill last week we shut down everything that makes money mm. in Houston yeah. and now all the professional sports shut down March Madness Um 36 deaths, which again, not not downplaying the importance of those 36 people at all, but no one, no one even knows we lost three Americans yep. in battle this last week. Nobody, nobody knows because nobody's talking about it because they're too upset that they can't find disinfectant wipes at Walmart. Yeah. Now that we're talking about. That we're talking about. The fact that we're losing more than twenty veterans a day. No that's on no one's radar. No right one's now. radar. You know, the crazy thing, um that's some of it I understand. I mean, there's just fear. So I, I get that. We deal with that all day, every day around our place. Yep. Helping people walk through what's real and what is imagined. But uh I understand the fear aspect, but times like this uh People become so afraid and so paranoid and so angry about, I can't get disinfectant wipes at the grocery store or the, the toilet paper aisle is cleared out. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and it, it, what, what kind of the unknown nobody thinks about, and we're not going to sit here and cry about it. Uh, that's not the point, but organizations such as ours, uh, donations will be down. Yep. They just will be. It's already a tough year because it's a pres- presidential election year, which is yeah. always for nonprofits. It's always a tough That's year because people are a little nervous about, you know, if their side's going to win or not. And they're yeah. a little bit more clinging to, you know, what's yeah. going to happen or taxes going to go up or yeah. down and all those sorts of things. And it affects nonprofits like ours. Now, you throw in a Hurricane Harvey oh. like we had mm-hmm. here in Houston a couple years ago. It greatly affected. Greatly affected. Yeah. Um and this will too. This will too. Uh, and, and we've noticed it. I mean, it's, it's not anything, you know, again, I'm not raising red flags or anything, but you, you can tell there are, there are not as many people pulling into our parking lot uh, this week as yep. weeks previous. And again, a lot of that's fear. Part of that, I'm sure the first part of the week was the rodeo <laughs> it was in town. A lot of everybody <laughs> was at the rodeo. Uh, well, now that's gone away and they're all out trying to buy toilet paper, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, just. The crazy thing
2: is. I saw that there's a petition going around to bring the rodeo
1: back, mm. and I'm just like, "Good luck with that." Yeah. Good luck with
0: that. Yeah. But with all the
2: things get up in arms yeah, about. Yeah, I think
1: something about uh, letting uh, the cow out of the barn or closing the gate. <laughs> what was that again? Yeah, yeah like yeah, I think it's, i think that that thing's done. Rode on out. All right, this is Rodeo Hope Radio. We'll be back with more in just a moment. You never see bright colors on my back And why does my appearance seem to have a somber tone Well, there's a reason for the things that I have on I wear the black for the poor and the beaten Just a moment, want to get to a story regarding the effectiveness of Alcoholics Anonymous, and there's a reason for that. That we want to talk about that, yes, uh, because it talks also about the peer to peer aspect of Alcohol Anonymous. So we'll get to that in just a minute. But one more news story um, published this past week: uh, Tribune News Service, Dallas Morning News. On a Friday morning in early January, two cops showed up at a Donovan, at Donovan Ashcraft's house. Twenty-three-year-old from McAllister, Oklahoma, was at home with the mother of his new baby. The officers asked him, do you know Donald Ashcraft? Donovan's father, a 51-year-old Army veteran from Oklahoma City, had struggled with mental health issues for years. He'd been arrested months earlier for threatening violence with a knife. Donovan hadn't spoken to his father since last summer, and now he feared the worst. The son asked, is he dead? Yes, the officers told him. Officers fatally shot the Army veteran on the night of January 8 after he allegedly refused to drop a knife at the Dallas VA Medical Center. Donald arrived at the Southeast Dallas Hospital seeking help, quote, for psychiatric issues, quote and was seen holding the weapon. According to police statements, when he tried to walk away, VA officers followed him, trying multiple times to disarm him. The man attempted to attack VA police with a knife, causing VA police to fatally shoot him, according to the statement issued by the medical center. No one else was injured, and Dallas police are still investigating what happened. Of course, the VA will not make a statement um, because of it—an ongoing investigation. Mm. Uh, the VA police. Uh, I'll let you read into that what you want. Mm. Okay, so here's the story, and we'll talk a little bit about AA, the peer-to-peer model, because we a lot of our guys. Almost all of our guys that are residents at Camp Hope. Pretty pretty, pretty much about nine out of ten guys. Yeah, at least. At least. (laughs) Uh, Attend at least one AA meeting in the course of the week. Yes. We run... We run at least two. two on campus. We run
2: Actually, we run three. Well, we I mean, run, the, one's a N.A. meeting. Yeah, we run two that are actually part of our program. And then actually, back when I was a mentor, one of my guys in my bay actually started the N.A. meeting on Sunday evenings. It's not a requirement of the program. It's just right. an extra support group, and it gets— we got people. It, it's gotten so big that we have people who come off campus just for that meeting. Yeah, yeah.
1: a lot of people. A lot of people. It was huge. It was awesome. It's a big group, the yeah. NA meeting on Sunday Night on our campus. Anyway, this story from USA Today, new study shows how effective Alcoholic Anonymous really is. This story is by Adriana Rodriguez and Jane O'Donnell, USA Today, published March 11, 2020. The well-known program program that seeks to help people with alcohol use disorder, Alcoholics Anonymous, has long been criticized for not having the medical research to back up its efficacy. So it doesn't matter if a million people stand up and say, you know, this thing has changed my life. If you can't explain it through a doctor's or a scientist or a researcher's piece of paper, I guess none of that matters. (laughs) Uh, Which we
2: can talk about that, too.
1: Yeah. A new study published by the medical journal Cochrane Database of Systematic Review found the peer-led program not only helps people get sober, but it also has higher rates of continuous sobriety compared with professional mental health therapy. I may have to read that one more time. You should because it's it's huge. Uh, The database systematic review found the peer-led program not only helps people get sober— but it has higher rates of continuous sobriety Mm -hmm. compared with professional mental health therapy, Mm -hmm. such as cognitive behavioral therapy. The study is important because it dispels misinformation about the program, said lead author Dr. John Kelly, a professor of psychiatry and addiction medicine at Harvard Medical School. In the popular press, there's been reports of AA not working or even being harmful for people, he said. So we wanted to clarify the scientific picture to the highest scientific standard. The study had the opposite findings of a similar study published by Cochrane in 2006 that found, quote, no experimental studies unequivocally demonstrated the effectiveness of AA or TSF, the 12-step facilitation, approaches for reducing alcohol dependence of problems. The 2006 review included eight trials with about 3,400 people while the new review, check this out, included 27 studies of more than 10,500 people. That's a pretty substantial uh, database. The studies reviewed for Wednesday's publication rated AA's effectiveness by measuring factors including the length of time participants abstained from alcohol, the amount they reduced their drinking. If they continued drinking, the consequences of their drinking and their health care cost. AA was never, what was that word? Never. never found less effective and was often significantly better than other interventions or quitting cold turkey. One study found the program 60% more effective than alternatives. Lisa Smith, a recovery addict who chronicled her addiction and recovery from alcoholism and cocaine in the book Girls Walk Out of a Bar, said the study provides important confirmation to what I have seen throughout my 15 years of sobriety in AA. Anyone struggling with their drinking can walk into a meeting full of people who've been there and are ready to offer support, said Smith, an attorney. Now here's the interesting part of the article I wanted to get to We'll, we'll talk about Camp Hope and what we do at PTSD Foundation. Psychologist Keith, Keith Humphreys, co-author of the study, and a Stanford University psychiatry professor. So let's see, what are the two universities? So there's Harvard and Stanford. Not exactly conservative bastions of, uh, <laughs> right? Right. So we've got a, a doctor from Harvard and a psychologist from Stanford University. said mental health professionals, including him, in his early career, are frequently skeptical of AA's effectiveness. Psychologists and psychiatrists are often trained to provide cognitive behavioral therapy and motivational enhancement therapy to treat patients with alcohol use disorder. He, he recalled thinking, quote, How dare these people do things that I have all these degrees to do? A brief and somewhat rare statement of pure honesty. remember when I was, <laughs> I tell folks from time to time, uh, if you any of the guys, any of my friends that have ever gone to seminary, like, <laughs> that's great, mm-hmm. but probably takes three or four years of being out of seminary for you to realize you need to unlearn most of what you learned
0: <laughs> in <the> seminary
1: because <laughs> you come out thinking you've got all the paperwork, you've got all these degrees, all these things that you've learned and how to, you know, separate mm-hmm. in the Greek and the Hebrew and uh, you think you're all of that. And um, I remember in college, Ramon, they used to get up and they would just berate us, right? I mean, just you guys are a bunch of lazy, no goods, right. you will never last. and uh, they talk about the, the, the big, great names from the 1700s and early 1800s. And they talk about these guys who get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and pray yeah. and for hours. Like, oh, make you feel bad. Like, I'm not getting up at 3. <laughs> I'm not even sure God's awake at 3, to be completely honest. I'm just not sure. But I'm not waking up at 3 o'clock. Then after seminary, after some point of time of, you know, just feeling like I'm a dog and lazy, it dawns on me at some point in time, and I'm sure somebody— helped me realize this. It didn't dawn on myself. Like back in the 1700s, I don't know if you know this or not, but there wasn't electricity in (laughs) people's houses. It got dark. Uh You know, they just changed the clock on us. But, you know, when it gets dark at 5 or 6 o'clock, Like I'd go to bed like they did at 7 o'clock. And if I went to bed at 6 o'clock in the evening, I could get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I could do that. But, um, yeah, there's things you got to (laughs) unlearn. So it was cool that this psychiatrist from Stanford University has this moment where he is vulnerable enough to be honest. I, I went to school and studied and crammed and built up thousands and thousands of dollars worth of debt so I could have a piece of paper <laughs> that says, I know how to help you with your addiction. And here come these guys. All they have,
0: all they have.
1: Is their experience. Mm. Mm. that's all they got.
0: How about that?
1: And it works. Yeah. That's what we absolutely. do at Camp Hope. So we'll talk about Camp Hope and the AA and the peer to peer aspect because that's what this article goes on to refer to. We'll come back with more in just a moment.
0: Maybe I've learned.
1: You know, I never owned a Pontiac.
0: Okay. I did have an
1: Oldsmobile once, though. (laughs) Mm. I own a Pontiac. Yeah, it was a hand me down.
0: They're cousins, aren't they?
1: I think so. And they're both no longer in existence. I had a Pontiac (laughs) Grand Prix. Do do they? They don't make Pontiacs anymore, do they? I know they shut down Oldsmobile. They shut them down.
0: What did Pontiac stand for? Do you remember?
1: I never knew. Okay. Didn't really care. No, <laughs> so, I had no An acronym. Like my, yeah. it was my folks' old car, and they gave it to me at some point in time. I just hey. happened to have some wheels. Yeah. <laughs> that King I didn't the have to pedal. Yep. Like, man, I don't care what this is. <laughs> I mean, I've I've heard of, of what Pontiac supposedly stands for, but there's yeah. no Jesus
2: in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Before the coronavirus completely took over the world. Uh, We've got some lifesaver awards to give out, folks who uh, donated to camp, and there still are. Just you know, just gotta. I know people get tense. Like, just take a breath. Mm. Just, just take a breath. It's gonna be okay. Most of us are gonna live In through this. In with the good, yeah. out <laughs> with the Most bad. Most of us are gonna live through this. Uh, Synergenics Health donated paper towels, toilet paper. So obviously, before the coronavirus thing got crazy, because they found toilet paper. <laughs> Uh, yep. Some dryer sheets and deodorant. So big thanks to our friends at Synergenics Health for making that donation. Sandra Jones, friend of Michael Berry. Uh, <laughs> I have not yet confirmed that with Michael Berry. Uh, Sandra Jones donated boots, shoes, <sighs> boots. So I'm sure that was with the thought in mind, hey, somebody get to wear these to the rodeo. Well, nope, <laughs> Rodeo. Yeah. Has been run out of town. Um, Boots, shoes, and a briefcase. Wow. I would like to have seen the briefcase before that got passed around. Uh, Anyway, thank you, Sandra Jones, for that. And another Lifesaver Award also to Travis Samora. He donated $325 worth of coffee. Mm. How about that? Another friend of Michael Berry, Ken White, donated more coffee, sweatpants, and... Crackers. (laughs) Crackers. <laughs> like, hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, I love eating crackers. There we go. Yes, sir. Uh, there's the. Um, they obviously. Do those dots connect? I'm not sure. Donated coffee, sweatpants, and crackers. That's cool. They connect. Like somewhere. Saturday
2: morning, watching cartoons. Oh, your, there you go. In your sweatpants, drinking coffee, and eating some crackers. That's Seriously, a good thank time.
1: you to Ken White. We do. Uh, we do welcome donations of all kinds. Folks, bring. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes. Uh, Toilet paper, if they can find it. A hand disinfectant, if they can find that. Uh, some food items. uh was out this past week. You were there. Uh, Cowboys for Heroes. I sure was. Before the rodeo got canceled, there was the uh, Junior Steer auction. Oh, man. And I think they bought somewhere around 50 Steers. 50 Steers. Somewhere. Yeah. We we will have meat. We may not have a green thing on our campus to But we going to have some meat. We will have some beef. <laughs> Thank you to our friends who... Uh, Make sure of that each and every year at Cowboys for Heroes. So now there is a scientific study. Over 10,000 people studied through different programs, including AA. And the effectiveness was up to 60% more than clinical or medical treatment for addiction. And part of that is the peer-to-peer model. Absolutely. So we ended with that last segment with this doctor was acknowledging when he first got out of school it it really got under his skin because he had gone to school and all the studies and all the money involved in that to have a piece of paper that said he knew how to help you with your addiction. But come to find out the guy who has been addicted and pulled his way out of that is more effective than the doctor. Imagine that. So there's the concept. It's not a new concept. It's been around since the beginning of AA. But it's the concept we use all across the foundation, PTSD Foundation of America, and uh, in our residential program at Camp Hope. Yep. But all of our groups uh, use the peer-to-peer model. That's why we're effective. It is. It's 100% why we're effective.
2: And you can't tell me that there's no medicine involved with, with AA. I mean, it was created by a doctor and by a war veteran and the doctor realized that the medical side of the of the house was not working and they found you know Bob Smith and Bill Wilson they found that the success came from one alcoholic because they were both alcoholics hopeless one ho- alcoholic helping another and that's where the success came from they realized this is working because how can you help somebody through something that you've never experienced yourself i don't care how many pieces of paper you have same concept goes for war if you've never been in war how are you going to help somebody get through trauma from being in war. And that's why that peer-to-peer mentorship is so effective, it's so powerful, because it's one guy who's gone through that trauma and found success helping somebody else through that exact same darkness. And being able to reach out and say, I have experienced this myself, let me help you through
1: it. So that Cochrane study gives scientific evidence that it works. That it works. But let's back up and give the anecdotal so the one story, your story, mm. uh, you, after your time in combat, come home, struggle, addiction. Yep. And we finally encourage you to go to the VA. And it really wasn't so much for you as it was for your My family. Your family, yeah. right? That was at least the argument we were using. <laughs> yes. That's how y'all
2: bamboozled me into going. Yeah, I'm glad y'all did because.
1: Yeah. And. When you sat down with uh, whoever whoever that was that you sat down with, and who they were is not really the point, but they were not a peer. No, they weren't. They were medical or clinical. Medical or clinical. Let's just say, because it's been a while, you know, I know these things still go on. Our point here is not to bash the VA. Not at all. But let's just say (laughs) that didn't go well.
2: It, It didn't. It didn't go well at all, you know.
1: You ended up
2: on the 6th floor.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> folks who don't know what that means. It's the mental health floor of the VA. Right. So that's how well that conversation yeah, went. That conversation didn't go well. Um and let's be honest. Uh your first conversations with us didn't go They did not go very well either. Because why? There was a difference in why. The reason why at the VA was what? They didn't understand. Judgmentalism. Ju- right? Judge
2: straight 100%. She judgmentalism. straight out
1: judged you. Yep. That's not what happened here. Oh, no. I got told you, the truth. Right. <laughs> I was told accountable. So no, so, so it was a
2: completely different conversation.
1: Everyone, it's, it's interesting. It's like everyone wants the book thrown at everybody else, but they want mercy, right? Want so mercy. I've never met anyone, honestly. Ramon, have you ever met anybody that got pulled over by a cop that said, hey, you know what? I was speeding. What I'd really like you to do is handcuff me and take me to jail. That's, no. what, I, that's what I think you should do because I it. broke the law. You ever heard anything like that? No. Nope. No. But somebody passes you or cuts you off. I mean, where's that cop yep. when you need yeah. one? It happens <laughs> all the time. Yeah, we want the book thrown at them, but we want mercy. Uh, same aspect here. Like when you get confronted with truth, it, it, when you're not it, ready for when that. When you're not ready for it,
2: it uh, it does something to you inside your soul and your spirit. That uh.
1: But here we are. What now? Seven or eight years later. Yeah. At least. At least. Cause you, yeah. Cause you that we met you before Camp Hope. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I was. I met it, you guys in 2011. Yeah. So here we are, nine years. Nine later. Nine years later. And we see the result of the peer-to-peer of the model. Peer model. Yep. Just saying, folks.
0: Zach is the result. Yes. I am okay, a result. Well. I'm a direct
1: result of the peer-to-peer. You problem. almost had me convinced. Well, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, but, you know, it's not a perfect system. <laughs> <laughs> we're not saying there's not flaws
2: involved. Every program's got flaws.
1: Uh, it's amazing to see where you're at Man, it's, from where you were. It's absolutely— It still blows my mind. A lot of it. people would never believe it I if actually they talk, didn't get to see it.
2: So I talked to a, uh, somebody who, who knew me outside the program from the, my very first meeting, who actually went to the meetings during those days, and I talked to her today. And she just told me, I can't even, it blows my mind to see how far you have come from where you were. And that really meant a lot to me.
1: If you're a veteran in crisis or you know a veteran in crisis, a veteran will answer the phone, 877-717-7873. that again, a peer will answer the phone, 877-717-7873. The website for more information is ptsdusa.org program is Road to Hope Radio. You can find our podcast anywhere you find podcasts. Road to Hope Radio.